Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT back for another broadcast. <laughs> All right, did I scare you? Jumped into that intro kind of abruptly. I, I love doing that. <laughs> anyway, um, so got some interesting stuff that I would paying attention to. That's just kind of got to a point where I want to share something with you guys. I I think it's really important, and um, uh, some things I've noticed lately. Okay, so a lot of things have moved around and shifted around since my brother's gone and stuff, right? So um, part of that has, uh, I got a nocturnal cat. She likes to be outside at night. And I forgot about the fact that he was going in and out a lot at night because he didn't sleep real well. So he'd go outside and smoke <clears throat> 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. The cat would get up and go in and out with him. So anyway, seems how he's gone. I'm, I'm now the door guy. So, so anyway, I changed it. So I'm now sleeping um, while I'm awake. I'm doing like a graveyard shift kind of thing, but I don't know. I'm sleeping kind of erratically, though. I mean, I went to sleep yesterday at like 10.30 in the, in the morning, and I slept until 8.30, and then decided to get out of bed at about 9, though, because I, I laid there for a while because my back was a little bit stiff from working out. I've been doing um, ab roller. By the way, ab roller healed my lower back, literally. I don't know if I mentioned this or not before on the broadcast, but I've been doing ab roller for a couple months now. Um, you know, you gotta do something for your core, core workout, stuff like that. And then get my apps back into shape to where, you know, I, I had a few stomach surgeries and stuff, but I wasn't able to do any too, too much with my abs. Um, after I fell back in 2015 on the porch out here on the concrete, I hit the concrete so hard. It shifted my rib cage, it pushed my rib cage up, but it flattened it out so I could breathe. Cause I had a concave rib cage on the left side and it would push on my lung. And I couldn't breathe this deep but now i can breathe just fine and everything and even though my collarbones clear up into my neck and i have to be careful if i do um when i'm doing um practicing jujitsu because uh when i which i do um not often but and you know but when i do i have to be careful because if i get rolled up too far you can cut off my breathing really easy with my collarbones on my neck now um but i can actually breathe i can take in a deep breath but I notice when I'm doing my leg lifts, I'm laying on my back and I'm bringing my knees to my chest and then, you know, straight out and, you know, keeping them off the ground. But doing your, you know, your leg extensions, what I'm doing though, guys, check this out. My diaphragm sticks up now. It doesn't stick out. It doesn't push, push up against my, uh, against my, what do they call it? Coxies right there at the bottom of the, at the bottom of our, our sternum there. You know, it doesn't, it's below that now. It's right below it. So I'm like, oh man, but I can't get no fights because somebody hits me there. They're going to hit me right in the diaphragm. I mean, really easy. It's right exposed right there. It's kind of a trip. But the thing I'm trying to say is, is that it changed everything. So I'm like, but if, but I feel better. And it's, it's kind of like that. You know, my brother, he dies, you know, from a stroke that he caused himself, the bad living, all that stuff, you know. And it was pretty rough and stuff. And the years that he was here was really hard because he was... He's a drama king, drama queen, fucking you name it, man. It was tough dealing, living with a meth, not just a meth addict, but a meth dealer as well. It was really hard, you know. And um, the thing is, is that um, uh, when he left, it just, a vacuum just happened. <gasps> you know, and it's a lot of things rearranged. Well, the cat thing did rearrange my sleeping, but they got, it's better. I'm actually getting sleep now. I'm literally getting, getting like a good six hours straight without being interrupted at all. And before, it was interrupted always at night. I'd sleep at night, and I'd get interrupted. He'd be out smoking. I'd smell the cigarette smoke, wake up, or or there'd be noise outside, or the neighbor would be over here doing something, or the neighbor's dog over here would be barking. And, um, and I, I have to sleep. I have to have cold air in my room when I sleep. 
can't sleep in the heat. I can't. I get stuffy. I eventually, I get to the point where I get up and I have to throw. I get sick and throw up. If I'm sweating when I wake up. I'm about three minutes from throwing up or three few seconds from throwing up. I mean, literally, because I can't. I just can't sleep when I'm hot and I just get stuffy and just. I throw. I literally throw up. It's just the way my body works. I'm like, fuck. I hate it, but you know what? Actually, I like it because I, I don't like the fact of throwing up and I don't like the fact I get sweaty. But I like the fact that if I do. I, I figured out how to work around that. Turn the freaking fan on, open the window up, and plug the heater vent, and just let it just get so cold in here I can sleep. And yeah, man, the top of my head gets cold, but my and my face is cold. But man, I can breathe and I can sleep. Sleep great. So sometimes you got to rearrange your life, is what I'm saying. And a lot of times life will just rearrange itself. You know, a person gets moved out because you know he's got something going on, or you know dies or whatever. Just things change. And it's good, though. Change is good. I've always liked change. Change is good. I, I like that because stagnation, oh, I cannot stand stagnation. I am. I, I go literally stir-crazy with stagnation, literally stir-crazy. And and then, you know, I'm glad I'm not a self-saboteur because self-saboteur and, and stir-crazy do not go good together. Boredom and self-saboteur do not go. Now, I used to be a self-saboteur, but, you know, a lot of things changed when I woke up. And they're still changing. And so, it brings me to this. Working on the inner, doing some inner work, right? So, you know, I noticed I had some reactions to some things that are the trigger reactions. I'm like, oh, and, you know, this is coming from some resentment or something inside that I got to deal with that I haven't dealt with. So, I started exploring the inners, you know, and I'm looking at the inners and stuff. And I'm finding things. I'm finding reasons. The roots. And I'm like, oh, I'm pulling. And as I'm finding these roots and I'm pulling them out, these little these little sticking points that are from a childhood stuff or whatever, we call traumas, whatever in hell you want to call them. You know, these sticking points, what I call them. As I keep finding these sticking points and pulling them out, so to speak, you know, getting rid of them, just letting them go, releasing them, however you do it, you know. I, I mean, I have my way. You have your way. I'm just talking, you know, in generalization here with this one. Um, as I'm doing this, I'm noticing that, 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 that I'm all of a sudden I... There's like, okay, I'm going to get a lot more clarity, obviously. You're going to get more clarity. We'll get more clarity when we let go of that stuff. But hey, check it out, man. Check this out. Manifestation powers have just increased like exponentially. It's it's crazy. I mean, literally, just speak it out. And then within just a few days or a few weeks, every it's, it comes I can't, I don't want to, I'm trying to dance around this a little bit lightly because I don't want to spoil any of this because I don't want to sound, come off sounding like freaking arrogant or anything like that. What's that? I'll just spoil it. And, 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 and I'm not speaking from a point of pride. I'm trying to put forth some information that's very helpful. If you do your inner work, your manifestation power is going to freaking exponentially increase. Literally. I'm serious. Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Magician, you magical people, you, you magical manifestors, you great magical manifestors that you already are. Listen, you're already manifesting your life. We're already doing it. We manifest our life. We're already doing it. You, you just got to just realize if you want something better and got to change those inner thoughts. Those, I'm not talking about your surface thoughts, you know, oh, I need this, want that. No, no, no. I'm talking about your, your deep down, your base. Your your freaking your 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 very 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 inner core thinking and your subconscious thinking what what causes you to do the things and think the way you think it comes from the subconscious okay and I remember the iceberg in the iceberg analogy you have the ocean is the horizon or the the line the halfway point and above you have the iceberg floating but underneath it's a much larger piece under there that's supporting that bigger piece up there. You know, that piece up on top that you can see. 
you can't see what's underneath. It's huge, maybe even enormous, you know, so big that you you would go, whoa, fucking magnanimous. I can't even, wow, never imagined it was that big, right? Well, that's exactly how we're built. Our mind, our, our, our psyche, the way we, we're put together, we're put together that way. We're, we're, we got what's up on top is really, you know, what, what we, what we like, what we go and do, what we see when things like that, those are just, that's just like a little topping on, on the much bigger part that's inside. And that's the part you got to work on. That's where the darkness is, where you got to make peace with your darkness is where you got to make peace with your inner child. We're going to work on healing your inner child, bringing that, bringing your inner child up into adulthood, you know, and it takes time. It's not freaking like you could do this and boom, wave a wand and it's over with. Maybe you can. I don't know, man. I'm not a wand waver, so I kind of like to do things and explore stuff as I go. So I guess, yeah, doing it my way is, you know, the way I'm doing it, it works for me. But if you're a wand waver, go for it. Wave that wand, man, because miracles do happen. They do take place. It doesn't take a wand to do a miracle, though. It only takes belief. Sitting there having an argument, <laughs> argument with Jesus about this this morning. <laughs> All right? So... We debate things. I like to debate things with him on purpose. We do it on purpose. I also sometimes take the pro, and sometimes he'll take the con side of it. And sometimes he'll take the, yeah, believe me, he does. And sometimes he'll take the pro side of it and take the con side. And it's an exercise that he and I do together. And this exercise is actually sharpening my skills. We both know what it's doing. We're both very aware of what it's doing and very pleased with it, too. I'm very happy that he's doing this with me, and he's very happy to do it with me. And he has expressed this many times. We sit and talk about this. Ha, 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 we giggle and laugh. It's fun. But what it's doing is sharpening my skills, and it's, and it's good. Awareness, sharpening your awareness, your, your understanding, your, your discernment, all that is just really good work. That's the work you got to do. That's the inner work. That's the work you need to do. That's where when you start sharpening it, you start finding these some rough edges. You're like, why do I have these rough edges? And you, then you find out, you, you identify the rough edges. You say, well, how? Hey, I'm like this. I'm like, hey, Lord, how do I, how do I get rid of this? How do I fix this? And then, you know. Usually sleep on it. Next day when I'm in the shower, I'll get a little bit of information. Pretty soon there's breadcrumbs. And I'm sitting there, oh, I'm following a trail pretty soon. It may even take just a few hours. I'm like, oh, no, okay, I get it. So then every time it comes up, I go back to that point and go, look, I fixed that already. It's done. It's over with. That door's closed. Let it go. And I let it go. And that's what I do. And sometimes it takes a wiping of my hand from the top of my head. Literally, uh, like like uh, like the claw, you know. <laughs> Jim Carrey, the claw. You know, you kind of get the claw, you know. That. So you get the claw, hey, you get it on your head. You get it, hey, you kind of rake it down your face and through this area across your heart. You rip it off your chest. You grab it and you pull it off. And you slice it with your other hand. And you throw it away if you have to do it. If you have to. If it has to be that dramatic for you. It takes that much sometimes to do these things in the spirit. Listen, there are actions that we do that are have implications in the spirit that are dramatically, have dramatic effect, have incredible, powerful, dramatic effect in the spirit and will shift your life if you would just do them. And sometimes you're already doing them and you don't realize it, but then yeah, check it out. We're already doing it in the negative so much we don't even realize, why is my life always blah, 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 blah. Okay, you're not a victim. You're doing it yourself. Just thinking that way. Why is my life always... You don't realize that life's not happening. You're co <laughs> life's not happening to us. We're directing it. We're bringing it forth from our thoughts. The way we think about how things are. Oh, this is the way they are. It's always going to be this way. Oh, it'll never change. And change happens constantly all the time all around us. What? It'll never change my foot. 
Somebody says, oh, drug addicts, always a drug addict, always be a drug addict, never be a drug addict, always be a drug addict, never be anything else but a drug addict. You can't trust a drug addict. I was like sitting there looking at him going, ha, 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 ha. So I'm a fucking anomaly? Is that what I am? Just one and I'm only one of them? Because I know hundreds of us that have overcome all kinds of obstacles, including drugs, including fighting demons and everything else. Literally. Attacks. Constant chased around by spirits and stuff and have overcome these things through Christ Jesus. Not by any other power, but His and His alone. And it's that constant, close fellowship that makes the difference. It's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That's the part where the kingdom of God meets you and you meet it right there within you. And you could be, you could be, you become free. You follow Him, you become free. Literally. Things are dropping off and things are opening up. Doors open that no one can shut and doors close that no one can open. And that's important for everybody. But yet, we all just think it's just something that we heard in Sunday school that we just uh, made us feel good because God's got a comfort, you know. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. Glory upon high, you know. Not to mock that or mock God, but to say this. Most people think that way. It's kind of like it's just a, oh, like it's just a coincidence, you know. It's only just a coincidence. You know, that's coincidence, by the way. But yet, what they're doing is they're, they're making a, a, a lightweight excuse for synchronicities, which are truths that happen constantly in this life. If you just open your eyes up, they're going on all the time. They're called signs. Our God's got a sign to miracles and wonders, and people go, oh, because Jesus rebuked one generation for looking for signs, and he was rebuking them because he is that sign. That sign was prophesied to Hezekiah 600 or 6,000, 4,000 years, 4,000 years before Christ. Okay, God raises up, you know, Isaiah tells him, he goes, go talk to Hezekiah and tell him, I got a sign for him, okay? He goes, go, go tell him, ask me for a sign, and then I'm going to tell you what the sign is, and you're going to give it to him. You're going to tell him what the sign is. So he does. He goes and asks him. He says, God says, ask you for a sign. He tells him he's going to do some great things, and he says, now, ask God for a sign. And then he says, this is the sign. Which he tells him right there, in, right there in the same breath. And the sign was, is that there was a virgin that was going to be born. It was the, 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 immac the immaculate birth. It was the birth of Christ, literally. What? That's a sign to him? Well, look at the sign God gave Moses. Moses goes, give me a sign that all this stuff is real and it's you and you're going all this, you know, he's supposed to go to Exodus thing, you know, go and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt back to this Mount Sinai, which is, you know, a few, few leagues across the desert, you know, to this fucking great mountain where God's hosting himself out, where he's hanging out at the top of this mountain. He says, come back here and then when you bring these people back here, that's your sign. What the fuck kind of sign is that? The sign is supposed to come before, so you go, oh, yeah, it's God. Oh, we're on the right track, see? Uh-uh. That's not how God works. God wants us to use faith. That's the point. And people keep missing that in the story, and they'll argue in church constantly about faith. Oh, faith, he, Jesus, when he talked about faith, oh, no, he meant this. Oh, no, he just meant that. Oh, no, he meant that. You want to know what he meant? Exactly what he said, straight to the point. You believe, and you receive it. It takes faith in this world. So we're sitting here having an argument about this this morning and fun argument about it. And I'm like, and I'm, and finally I hit the, you know, I'm like, oh, but there was no, there was no more buts. I couldn't come up with any, I, I was like, but, 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 but why? That's the only but I could come up with. 
But why faith? You want to hear something crazy? Okay. Okay, just keep that why faith in your in your heart. You want to hear something crazy? Check this out. So here's one of my manifestations I can share with you. So I'm re I really get edgy when people call me Dan or Danny. Okay. And I've said this before in my podcast that Danny, oh, climb up on my knee. Oh, Danny boy. They used to sing that to me when I was a kid, but I was molested by some old man that said that to me when I was a little kid being molested. So it really triggers a freaking major issue with me in my heart that I've overcome now because I'm happy about it. I'm fine. I'm cool. I forgave the dude, man. Yeah, he's long dead a long time, you know. I mean, I'm the old man now. I mean, I'd carry that crap my whole life and fight the demons that came with it, too. Literally overcame, though. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Jesus. So anyway, check this out. So that, and then when I looked up, when I was reading in the Old Testament, in Chronicles, about, I think it's either Chronicles or Numbers, one of them, maybe, maybe, I don't know, one of the other books and the other ones, maybe Deuteronomy or whatever that's out of Genesis or something. Maybe it might be in the end of Genesis. I think it might be in Chronicles, though. But Jacob, Jacob's prayer over his children, his 12 sons, or 13 or whatever, how many ever he had. He had 12, but then there was Benjamin, you know what I'm saying? So he does this prayer over each one of them. He prophesies over each one. Well, you know, each one of them did something pretty fucked up to him. Not to mention what they did to Joseph. Like Reuben, his oldest son, slept with his with, with Jacob's one of Jacob's wives. I mean, it might have been his second wife. I don't know if it was his. It wasn't his own mother. I know that. But still, <laughs> come on, man. And then, you know, you have other things going on. Yeah, that's some pretty bad shit going on with these. But these people were, you know, just like us, just normal people, just having a fucking, you know, yeah, less of the world, less of the flesh, and less of the pride of life, you know, and less, less of the eyes, less of the flesh, and pride of life. I mean, that's really what, what we're dealing with, you know? Jesus overcame that, said, be a good chair, I've overcome the world. He overcame those things, but, you know, those things still hit us, man. It's okay, he overcame them for us. Thank you, Jesus, amen. Okay, we're going to keep moving here. So, so he gets to Dan, read his. He calls him a snake in the grass. There was a reason why Dan had a part in the whole Joseph thing, and it was really, he was the one that was going to kill Joseph, wanted to kill Joseph. And so there's a whole thing with that when they threw Joseph into the pit instead of killing him. Dan was the one that suggested he kill Joseph. And, and, there was, and there was probably some more stuff that Jay, Dan did to Jacob. But some of this stuff is in the book of Jasher. If you ever read the book of Jasher, you'll find it. It's chronicled in there, too. These, some of these guys are side stories. Plus also their feats of because of, they were men of renown as well. They were they were great men. They were they did great feats. They had supernatural strength as strengths to do quite, quite crazy things. If you read the book of Jasher, you'll see it and you go, Whoa! It'll open your eyes up, wow, because there's more to their stories than just what we got in the Bible. The Bible is just a small, little, small, simple version of what happened. You know, just a few days, maybe over, maybe a few little nuggets over a span of a lifetime, and that's about it. You don't really get every day there. There's everyday things going on, right? And most people think it's every day. Oh, it's every day. It's literal. It's every... Some of it's literal, some of it's not. Some of it's allegory, some of it isn't. You got to know how to rightly divide the word truth. And it even says that inside the Bible. Think about that for a while. Chew on that. Here we go. We're going to finish this up in a minute. So, I can't stand the name Dan because Jacob pronounces a curse on him. He's going to crawl like a belly, like I said, on his snake. He's a snake in the grass crawling on a belly. It was a real evil curse on the guy. And it wasn't a very long prophecy, but it was enough to go. I went, spit that out of my mouth and started going, my name is actually Daniel. So, start calling me Daniel. So, now, we got to get back to my hometown. And my friends, you know, I'm called Danny or Dan, whatever. I'm still dealing with that. But my parent, my mom, my family, and my brother knows why. My mom, my brother, and everybody else knows why I don't like this. And he kept calling me Dan. And it kept just jacking me up, and they were doing it on purpose, and they'd laugh about it, and he, <laughs> you don't get it, you know, just kind of gaslighting me, right? Ooh, I hate gaslighting, and I hate narrative changers, too. 
Listen, my memory is healed by God. Literally, he healed it. And it's a steel freaking trap now, but it's also a curse in some ways. Because I still have been working through some stuff, like I said, inner child. Okay, here we go. Triggers, right? So, <laughs> so anyway. So, finally, everything mellows when my brother leaves. My mom starts to call me Daniel again. So, she's like, let's get used to it. It's like, okay, Daniel. You know, I was like, come on, man. My freaking name is Daniel. How easy is that? How, you know, how simple is that? So anyway, so I got to go through some stuff, and I, I go to the hospital. I go outside the house one day, and I was stressed out because it kept, she did it again, and I wrote on this note on the door, said, Daniel's my freaking name. My name's freaking Daniel, right? And so I didn't leave the house. I come back. I go to the hospital, though, and I have to go get some blood, a blood test, right? So I go in, and I go to the hospital, and they, they're talking to me, and they don't really say my name or anything. It just, you know, except for when the nurse calls me Daniel, you know, I get up and go. But when I went over to the hospital to get my blood drawn, because the nurse couldn't get my blood drawn at the clinic, so I went over to the hospital to do it and at the lab. And I like the lab techs. They're really cool. <laughs> Literally, this is a manifestation of the spirit. Everybody in the lab, and I talked to everybody, there's like five people in that lab, called me Mr. Daniel on purpose and laughed about it. And it was, and it was like funny to me because I was like, what the heck? And I first when they called me Mr. Daniel, I almost said something and I waited for a second. I was sitting there listening in the spirit because I knew something was up. I could feel it in my chest. I was like, I could feel it stirring. I was literally, I literally started hearing giggles in the spirit. I'm like, no way. This has got to be God. This is God. This is God. I mean, God will break right into your manifestations and start giving you really cool shit. It's called favor. And you start recognizing it. When you recognize it, you go, oh, man, those are signs, people. Don't let somebody rebuke you for something that God, Jesus rebuked the children of Israel for, and they mistakenly use that to rebuke you for asking God for a sign. Because he's asked me for, he's told me to ask him for signs, too. And I've asked him, and then they've come. Literally, I've seen them. But then I, now I don't even have to, I just, my eyes are open, so I see. Yeah, I'm in a really good place. Spending all this time alone with him? It's put me in a super good position. Really good position. To keep watch over things. And he tells us to keep watch. What are you doing? Are you keeping watch? Keep watch over your children, your family? There's more than just your children and family. Maybe God just wants to bring you up on high and hang out with you in the den, you know, the family room, just with you and him. And maybe you've been resisting that. Maybe this message is for you. But I want to tell you something. If you do what he tells you to do, your manifestation power is going to increase exponentially and all kinds of things. And you, guess what? You'll find yourself having fun. Most people think, why? Well, is it boring? No, 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 no. The conversation, especially the conversations, man, they're, no, I'm not boring at all. Anyway, I'm going to let you guys go. But anyway, yeah, so. Mr. Daniel, so, and, and so, anyway, I was just, I got, I got a little snicker off that, I thought, man, that's pretty cool, pretty freaking cool, and, um, I, um, so that was just one I could share with you, the rest of them I can't, because, um, I don't want to spoil them, so, because they're still, they're still in progress, but, um, yeah, so anyway, you guys, um, be, be encouraged, wow, 11-11 right now, it's 11-11, well, be encouraged, da -da 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 -da. don't touch it out, I'll be right back! DDT Universal Broadcast Broadcasting Live Across the Universe is Rev DDT. God, I was really out of tune on that one, right? Probably am on all of them. <laughs> Later.